podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Fight fans, before we begin this episode, I just wanted to take a moment to give our shout out to the sponsors for this podcast, Bear Attack Boxing. Now Bear Attack Boxing, relatively new company, but they've got an absolute passion for boxing. They've been going just over a year, they've attracted top talent like Tommy McCarthy, who swear by their boxing gloves and the products that they sell. Now these are not like just your normal standard gloves, they're high quality equipment. You need to get yourself over to their website, which is www.bearattackboxing.co.uk. Follow them on social media at Attack Boxing on Twitter and on Facebook, Bear Attack Boxing, to look at the latest deals that they've got. Now, starting from the 1st of January, Bear Attack Boxing, I've got a really great little offer on to see in the new year. And it's going to be 10% off purchases with a discount code, especially for you, the listeners, which is BAB2019. Now, that offer is on from the 1st of January to the 12th of January. So make sure when you get to that checkout, when you're purchasing them high quality gloves you enter that code BAB2019 and remember to follow them www.bearattackboxing.co.uk at Attack Boxing on Twitter and Bear Attack Boxing on Facebook that was a headshot down goes to the body and that should do it it's over that is it it's over Ricky Gonzalez makes the right call welcome to episode number 65 of BTR Boxing Podcast to find us, you can get on to Apple Podcasts and you can also get on to Google and you can get on to Podbean, Stitcher, Player FM, you know the score by now. And you can find us on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod and Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast. So, Jordi, what a weekend for boxing, especially the Canelo fielding fight. Man, it was what we expected, weren't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, unfortunately for um, for Rocky, but yeah, it was exactly what we what we expected and what we spoke about. Last week, and he was just in the end, he was just too good. But yeah, I think Rocky did. He did everything he could. Really, he's just been just been outclassed and outgunned. I tell you what, Jordy. Like I watched the fight back on the Sunday morning, and from the first ten seconds, fifteen seconds of the fight, I'm just watching it like he's picking him straight to the body. I think after, I think in the first yeah. exchange, I think he landed a body shot in the first exchange, and I thought this is how the fight is going to go down. I don't know if it's going to last them six to eight rounds. I was sort of predicting on on the episode uh, last week, but oh man, I tell you what, he was uh, he was absolutely brutal with them body punches. I think he landed thirty. I think that's the data that's come out. He's landed thirty in three rounds or something like that. Wow! So, and we did say, you know, he was he was going to be open to body shots, and it was just whether Canelo could could get to him. We didn't know whether Rocky was going to try and box a little bit and stay on the outside, but evidently that was just that was just not not viable for Fielding. But he showed hard and he. he he did everything he could in, in the fight, but at the end of the day, sometimes people are just too good. He showed bollocks, mate. That's what he's shown. Absolute yeah. big grapefruits going in there with Canelo, knowing <laughs> that he was the underdog, knowing that nobody gave him a chance at all. And he just the the, the game plan for him obviously wasn't executed. I, I wouldn't have expected that to have been the game plan. He kind of just sort of, I don't know, it felt like he went into his shell straight away a little bit. And I know he came out at the end and sort of said he didn't really use any of his as advantages, which is what we said would be a key to victory. And he didn't get any any of that, that 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 opportunity off he he just seemed to want to try and trade on the inside with Canelo and he was just much a much more a superior body puncher and also the fact that he was saying he had a lot more body to aim at as well yeah and as as the old saying is you know everyone's got a plan till you get punched in the face and that's, that's I think it. that's sort of 
the, the way it went. He, he sort of realised really quickly that he was in with an elite fighter. And we spoke last week, there is world champions and world-class fighters. But then there's a little sort of level on its own of elite fighters and Canelo's definitely in there. No matter what you, what you think about him as a person, whether he's a drug chief or whatever, but he is an elite fighter. As much as it pains you to say that anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I've had to, I've had to really put my phone down a couple of times. You know, because there's some buttes on Twitter saying all sorts of stuff about what was the point? Why would you do that? What's Fielding doing? And yeah, because I just don't understand this way of thinking. Like he got offered to fight at Madison Square Garden to defend his belt for a couple of million dollars or whatever he got. What do you honestly think he's going to say? No thanks. You know what? It's just oh, mate. Honestly, God, I've had to. I, if I've, I've unfollowed about 200 people or something because I just, <laughs> I just got that personal about it but yeah, social media yeah. I know I, we knew what we knew what we was kind of expecting really we, we, both, we both said it we both expected Canelo to win and yeah. we both expected it to be you know by the body shot and it was and like we said at the start there fair play to Fielding for getting in there and he knew what task he was up ahead against and this is like Again, what we said in the episode on Thursday was that it's a win-win situation for him. He's gone over there. No, no, exactly. He's gone over there. He's shown bollocks. Yeah, okay. He's been dropped. He's been stopped. The fight's been waved off in round number three against a guy who's seemingly, you know, elite. Uh, top top three, I think people have, most people have got him rated at. Most uh, media outlets have got him rated at around, around about number three in the world. So, fair play to, to, to Rocky for going over there and, and trying and at least giving it his all. And he did give it his all because he did try to land as much as he could on the inside. But he was just, the wind was just taking straight out of his sails emphatically every time on and then body shots landed and classic. Can you say that? I just said he's got nothing to lose that's probably that's probably a bit a bit wrong because he's a fighter at the end of the day he, he didn't want to lose the fight and he's lost his belt but in the grand scheme of things if he comes out back over to the UK or even goes and fights in America again his, his reputation's only being enhanced more people know who he is he's got that name on his record yes he lost but like, his profile's gone up so yeah. 2019 for Rocky, although he's not going to have that belt that he held, he's still going to be in big fights and he's still going to get opportunity. Do you think he'll ever get another world title shot, though? I think maybe so, because that is the IBF between Caleb Plant and Uskatsky. Yeah. If they if they, if they they win that and Rocky's in the is in the rankings and they look at a voluntary defence, who better than someone who they say, oh, it'll get passed by everyone because he fought Canelo when he's a former world champion, in quotation marks. So, you know, people are look at him as sort of a vol- as like an ideal defence now. And, you know, against someone who's not an elite fighter, he's, he's anything but a routine defence. He can mix it with them lads, he just can't obviously mix it with the elite fighters. How, how much do you think Canelo weighed on the night? I reckon he was like 175 pounds. I reckon he's like light heavyweight on the night. He's back on that juice. Yeah, he's back. Back. <laughs> back on the meat. <laughs> back on that meat. I mean, he looked bigger than Fielding. In this. As soon as I seen him in the ring, I thought... What the fuck's he been eating? Well, again, this is going to be an age-old argument, isn't it? We're always going to go back to it. He's definitely got some suspect ways, but you know, if we strip it all back, he's a brilliant fighter, and he's um, he's only just going—he's going to go from strength to strength until karma catches him one day. I know it feels like he's been around forever, but he's he's only twenty-eight, and he's been. How many fights has he had now? It's like it's like his fifty-four. Yeah, this is like his fifty-four fight or something like that against Fielding. So it's like some guys, like legends of the game, like you're talking like your Haglers and your Durands and your Hearns and all them types of guys. They was all like sort of fifty, sixty fights. You know what I mean? That was when they retired, and and you know they probably had a fight too many. But Alvarez is in the 
prime of his career, even though he's a you know a bit of a drug street, as we know. But he's still in the it's prime of his career. There or go back to middleweight because you know there's obviously the Danny Jacobs fight who was in the ring and stuff. And um, like it's just whether he, he goes back there or he mixes it up at one six eight. But I can't see him staying up there. I think that was just a little raid to get a belt and to get his name down in history and you know straight back down to middleweight. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think it's more likely to go back down to middleweight. To be honest with you, and fight Golovkin in a third fight. That's what I think, anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Well, you probably couldn't blame him, but you know, Golovkin's going to be another year older, and you know, as the old say, you can't really get away from time. But I think he'd start that fight with Golovkin now after the year he's had. He'd probably start as a quite hefty favorite. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd agree on that. Um, anything else to add to this fight other than what we've discussed already before we move on? No, just sort of. As you said, just reiterate how sort of brave Rocky was and how good Canelo is. But yeah, I think the only thing to come from it is that you know Rocky hasn't lost anything from this. I think he'll still be involved in big fights. And I was just sort of trying to think of fights in my mind, sort of you know in the days that have gone past. And I don't know whether they might try and set up the John Ryder rematch because obviously it was a quite a close fight and delve into a mandatory position now. So you know maybe Rocky would look at that and go. That's an ideal way for me to get right back in the conversation. Yeah. Could be, could be. We'll see what happens. Other on the undercard then, Tevin Farmer picked up a another victory. He defends his IBF super featherweight title. Uh, it looks like he set this re- uh, fight up with John O'Carroll now. I believe that's going to happen sort of next March, April time. Yeah, I mean, I was a, it was a great fight. Tevin Farmer, he like he sort of looks good for a minute, and then he'll sort of just take a minute and a half off, and then he'll start again for a minute, and he just. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand the short selection either. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, I don't think he's. Um, I think I'd probably like. To, I think John will get a fight, but I'd like to see Farmer against John Davis. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's sort of a fight that's going to build up and you could come to a head. Yeah, no, definitely, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Katie Taylor on the undercard as well picked up another victory and moved Monster. to moved to twelve and all with a. Did you see that combination that she threw into the body? Yeah, it was ridiculous. I put it on. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I put it on social media earlier today, and it was. Um, I put the caption of uh, when, when you're racing with your sibling to get the last pig in blanket. Fucking hell, mate! If Katie Taylor was my sibling, I wouldn't be racing. <laughs> <laughs> Straight <laughs> oh, up the stairs, stay out of the way. I know. She's a, do you know what? She's a brilliant fighter, and I think she's just—I've said this time and time again—I think she's just come into the game too early. As the as the women's game progresses, you know, and gets better, and the quality gets better, I wish she could be there then because where she can have these really competitive fights. And I know there's a couple of women to fight in the next year or so, but I think if women's boxing ever gets to a point where you know, sort of as as deep and as talent uh, proof as the as the men's. As the men's game, then I think she she could have been in some amazing fights, but she's she's just she's just supremely talented, and you know I just I actually enjoy watching her, and I can't like wait to watch her again. To be honest, no, she's she's brilliant. I I, I do really enjoy watching her, and I, I, does it does it run the risk of her career sort of ending up similar to the way Vladimir Klitschko's career is looked at in the sense that? He could only beat what was put in front of him during the area era area era that he reigned as a champion. Now he was slated a lot for his resume about some of the fighters he went and beat over the years, and you know you just said there about she's come into it sort of too early, where the the women's revolution in terms of boxing is just starting to really map out, and maybe in another couple of years or maybe five ten years we're going to see huge mainstream events involving yeah. you know female fighters. You might even see like a full female fight card in the future, but does she run the risk of 
ending up in that position, you know, five, six years down the line? Yeah, I think people are always going to, you know, unless unless the next year or so is just sort of amazing with amazing fights for it, people are just going to start sort of what could have been sort of thing, even though she's going to end up with all these belts and probably unbeaten. They're probably going to think, you know, we could have seen Casey's Taylor in these amazing fights. And the fact that she's a pro now is no fault of her own, obviously. But it's just such a shame that the game isn't developed as much as she is. That's what worries me with it. Like, she's an absolute talent and she looks brilliant. And obviously she won against uh, Eva Wallstrom on Saturday, who was a previously undefeated fighter. But I don't all, all thought of her fights over in, in Helsinki in Finland. So most of her fights were over there. And there wasn't really any notable names in the women's boxing division to, to sort of speak of on that record. So it looked like a great record on paper. But again, you know, she, she, she had a lot of heart and she's shown a lot of heart in that fight and Katie Taylor was, was just a class above again and it's it's finding that one sort of nemesis opponent for her now that, that we need for Katie Taylor and I, I really do want to see her you know, do well without being slated for having this career like I was alluding to Klitschko's career before where he fought loads and loads of fighters who seemingly weren't fit to lace up the boots of some of the greats over the years yeah, it's not. Um, as I, I just reiterate, it's no fault of her own. So I can't ever see her being slated because she's she's been, you know, damn near perfect. I think she must. She's probably shared one round in her career, you know, and she's won every. She's won everything else, and I think she's just she's just too good for her own good, really. Yeah, that is that is also a problem as well at times with uh, with Katie Taylor. Uh, Saddam Ali made his return on this card. He picked up a victory, and we had Ryan Garcia, the seventeen and zero lightweight who's looking pretty good and I've seen a lot of Ryan Garcia over the past 12 months and he's looking like a great lightweight prospect for the future and someone I'd probably expect within the next 12 months to, you know, we put on sort of the fringe of pushing for a world title. Yeah, I think he's quite a, you know, Ryan Garcia is going to be one of them sort of, he's probably going to be famous as well as a boxer, you know what I mean? He's really active on social media. He's quite a funny kid and obviously he can fight quite well, so... Uh, he's really gonna. He's really got the ability to be one of them crossover stars where he's, just, he's not just known for his boxing. So, I think his career in general is going to be quite exciting. Moving on, then back to the UK and the the main fights that were on this weekend was obviously the return of Bradley Skeet uh, and Sonny Edwards' fight this weekend as well. And I want to start with Bradley Skeet getting knocked out in the second round against Diego Ramirez. Nobody. But nobody expected that, did they? It's all social media was like, what the hell's just happened? No, I know. And it's just one of them, like, crazy how, how his sort of past 12 months has gone for Bradley Skeet. I mean, serious contender at welterweight. You know, it, that's got to be an after effect of that defeat. You know, to, to then, you know, he had one routine victory and then to go back in and get and get beaten the same round, he got beaten by bowing. It just does make you think whether it's, got, it's had a lasting effect, sort of mentally. Again, I asked that question. Where where does he go from this loss now? Does it is he able to rebuild or not? Do you, I don't know if he is. I mean, that's a genuine genuine thought in my mind. Is like where where does he go now? He's built himself up for so long. He's got three losses on his record uh, and two losses in the space of three fights. And I, I honestly now I, I would love to have seen him progress on from from here. You know, I would I was hoping he'd win the European title and move on, but. After being beaten by La Giraga and now being beaten by Ramirez, I honestly struggle to see where 
his career goes from here in terms of him pushing on. I mean, he's already been domestic champion. He's already been British champion at welterweight. So where does he where does he go really? If he can't push past European level, there's nowhere really else for him to go unless he really comes back and you know changes changes everything up. But he's 31 now, so you'd expect that there's yeah. you, know, you can't really teach an old dog new tricks. It would sort of suggest that British levels is you know is where he belongs, and you know, there's no shame in that. On the podcast about different people, but you know, you've got sort of him, and I see Frankie Gavin's going to have one last run, Ali, however that goes. And then you've got people like Sam Eggington, who's probably in a similar position to Skeet. So I don't know whether they sort of could make that fight, or but it's just one of them. I think he's got to reassess everything around him and really where he wants to go because boxing is not a game where you, where you can be in it and sort of boy, you know, just get out of the game. <laughs> a battle of retirements. We can have like uh, a retirement fight between Bradley Ski and Frankie Gavin. Surely, like if them two met up and fought, and the loser would well, surely they'd have to retire after that, wouldn't they? There's like where else would they go? I know exactly, but I think that's just sort of the position that they've got themselves in. And you know, let's just see how that one unfolds in early 2019. Aye, we will. We'll see what happens. Uh, Sonny Edwards then on that same card. Beat his opponent, uh, Junior Grandos or Granados, after getting dropped as well, which was uh, a surprise. I wasn't expecting that, but it's boxing; these things happen. But he, he marched on and still picked up the victory again on the ten rounds. Oh, and, and it was ninety nine, ninety one, ninety eight, ninety two, and ninety seven, ninety one. So he, you know, essentially, he, he did dominate that fight. We've seen that, but he got dropped earlier on in the fight, which I was surprised at, but. He's looked really good in his last few fights, and I don't know. Do you think he still looked as good on Saturday night, or do you think he was a little, maybe a little bit off? I don't know, but it's, it was quick sort of turnaround from his Farag fight. You know, I know he had. He said after the fight he'd had a couple of weeks off, and then sort of had a had a mini training camp. So maybe that played a part. But yeah, I mean, Sonny's style is one that people are either going to warm to or they're not really because he does the. You know, he's sort of they got that showboat style where sometimes he looks like he's being arrogant, but. Maybe that little that little punch has humbled him a bit because he reacted really well. I mean, you know, he came through the fight pretty pretty clean after that. And uh, Gina Granados is a good fighter. He's been in with some good people, so it was a good little mark for Sonny Edwards. So, yeah, it was a good little mark for Sonny Edwards. Totally agree with you there. And I'm looking forward to seeing where his career goes from here and, and what sort of next step he will take in his career. But in other news this weekend, I think this flew under the radar a little bit, Nick Webb, who you've seen him in domestic class with Dave Allen earlier on this year, came back, got a victory against Dorian Darch and then got knocked out in the first round against uh, Sawalowski, a former Nathan Gorman opponent. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of said a terrible bit of matchmaking when I seen it. I mean, Sokolowski's record just doesn't really do him justice. He's like he's obviously got a losing record. I think he's like fourteen and six, but he's not someone who goes up and takes takes punishment and gets through gets through the fight. He if he senses someone's not confident or not really going to get him out of there or push him or just outclass him, really, he has a go. So I think Nick Webb's confidence isn't just obviously being dented quite quite badly, really, and he's sort of sensed that and he's pulling away, but. Yeah, it's not not a good position for Nick Webb. I haven't really got any more stuff to add from the weekend's boxing because they weren't a great deal on because we're sort of having a bit of a quieter weekend in preparation for what's coming up this weekend with two massive cards, which we are going to be covering off in separate episodes this week. But there's not a lot more to add for the weekend's boxing unless there's something you want to add in there, Geordie, from the weekend that I've missed out on. No, no, I'm just, uh, just sort of what you're saying. I'm, you know, I'm buzzing for this weekend and... 
Um, even though it's two pay-per-views, it's still a great end of the year. So looking forward to picking the bones of them over a couple of episodes this week. And then so we've got a couple of exciting episodes coming up in the run-up to Christmas and, and in between. So, yeah, busy times. Absolutely busy times. What do you make of uh, the Sports Personality of the Year awards last night? Everyone kicking off because Fury didn't even get nominated for it. Yeah, but mate, at the end of the day, look, in my opinion, and this might be wrong, anyone who's who's made like Tyson Fury and comes from where Tyson Fury comes from, he doesn't fit the profile to win that award, whether that's right or wrong. Which, well, in fact, it is wrong, but he doesn't fit the profile for somebody who wins that award. And I think that's where it starts and ends for me. They're not going to give Tyson Fury that award. The guy who won it, I'm not into cycling, but you know, I can't see how he deserves it more than Tyson Fury. And I believe if Tyson Fury was probably privately educated and you know, on the bad as most of the people high up in the BBC, he'd definitely have won. But yeah, it's just the way of the world, unfortunately. And it'll be soon forgotten about. Oh, it was bullshit, to be honest with you. It was, it was a lot of ho- absolute steaming pile of horse shit. The Sports Personality of the Year award, for me, I've never really found it relevant personally anyway, and they always end up giving it to a load of posh toffee boys like the bloody cyclist that won it anyway. So, like, I mean, the, I'm not being funny, but no disrespect to anybody, but the guy had a personality of a wet lettuce. So, for me, it was kind of like, yeah, it, 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 they just give it to whoever they see is the right like you say, fits the profile and all they've done really is looked at Tyson Fury's background, his history, all the rest of it and gone, oh no, no, we don't want this guy as personality of the year, no chance. And in that voice... (laughs) Exactly. You know, I think that's, um, you know, if anyone was naive enough to believe that they were going to give it to him, then, you know, they just need to take another look at it, but... Yeah, I think it'll soon be forgot about. And also, I was reading as well today that Jamal, Jamal Charlo's fight this weekend against William Monroe Jr. has not been cancelled, but William Monroe's tested for a testosterone booster, so apparently now he's going to be fighting Matt Korobov instead. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just horrible to hear another bloody drug thing, isn't it? Yep. It's all the time now, and it's just... There's, I'm just running out of words to sort of talk about these, these drug cheats or... You know, even the governing bodies, they're just they're just so contradictory and so none of them sing from the same hymn sheet. So these quite frankly, these little episodes are just gonna keep coming up and coming up and coming up. So you know, until until they learn to, you know, have one governing body and actually have a solid set of rules in place, then no one can act surprised when these people keep doping. Also, as well, I've just been reading on Twitter, uh, not five minutes ago, that Eddie Hearn's apparently seriously considering moving Amir Khan versus Kell Brook to April the 13th at Wembley Stadium and having Anthony Joshua fight Jarrell Miller at MSG in New York instead. Fucking hell. <laughs> Kell Brook and Amir Khan, that will not, it won't even fill half of Wembley. No, holy fuck. Unless, unless Eddie Hearn gets, you know, gets seriously gets to work with, with what he does. As we said, he's a great salesman, so... You know, that'll be a real big test for him. But even on the other side, like what has Jarrell Miller done to justify a shot at Anthony Joshua? But it's purely because Eddie Aim wants to provide the zone with this big fight. But yeah, it's exactly. not you know, I've got my opinion you know full well about. But I don't want to see that fight. There's much there's much better fights out there. Going back to the uh American Kel Brook, did you see that video of American talking about Kel Brook's incident in Tenerife as well? Yeah, and that's just another classless move from Amir Khan. Well, you know, I don't know where he gets his information from, but 
I hope it's from a credible source because when you start throwing things like that out about people, you better be able to back it up. So for anybody that obviously hasn't heard or seen the video yet, Amir Khan is basically accusing uh, Kelbrook of being a homosexual man uh, and that there were the incident in, involving him getting stabbed in the leg in Tenerife a couple of years ago was because he tried to, I think he said, make a pass at somebody and they rejected him and that's why he ended up getting stabbed. So that was like, I, I watched the video and I was thinking, you know what, just when Amir Khan starts to get a bit of credibility back as a person, he just goes and pisses it all down the drain by saying something like that. You better have some proof because, you can, as I said, like you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with with being a homosexual man, obviously. But you know, if you're trying to say people have made a pass at someone and you know they've they've done this and that, you better have some proof because you can't just throw things like that in the public domain. No, no, you can't. And uh, it's a surprise, like. Um... Be like like a bloody solicitor's letter coming through to American for, yeah. for slander and uh, false but if accusations. If that's the way trying to sell this fight, then fucking hell, I hope it gets a bit better than that. I know, yeah. Fortunate straws <laughs> here, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> bloody hell. Yeah. What, what's next? Yeah. Uh, you know what's going to happen next? Oh, you can't broke up. come out and say something about AJ banging Khan's wife. Yeah, well, that's exactly where it's going, isn't it? It's just. You know, we've really hit some new lows here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when we talk about it, it's like literally it's starting to yeah. get the lowest Think of the low. Yeah. Like, the full, the fucking full-grown men, and and I get trash talking. Like, I fucking enjoy trash talking to be honest. When it when it really when it's good and people are having a go at each other, I like it. But you know, the way this one's going, it'll be it'll be a tough listen. Yeah, I think so as well. I would totally agree with you on that. It's 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 a big week for boxing this week. As we just said earlier, we've got White and Chisora with a preview coming up this week. We've got Frampton and Warrington and the undercard coming up later on this week. So there is quite a lot to cover. Before the end of the year, we'll have an end-of-year special coming out as well. And then in the new year, we've got some brilliant, exciting new things coming. We'll have a new Legendary Night starting in the new year, a, a new episode and probably an episode a week from there on in. We're, we're going to have interviews, we're going to have talks with promoters, there's going to be all sorts of brilliant content coming straight into your ears as the listeners and I'm really excited to, to be getting going with it and you've heard at the start of this episode today, Bear Attack Boxing, the new sponsors for BTR Boxing Podcast, really pleased to have got them on board and massive, massive help that they provided us, you know, helping get to that next level and just the little things that, that, that help make us even better than, than than where we are at the moment and that's what it's all about and Jordy, you were saying it to me before off off the air about, you know, it's not like we're Bunsen Costello or it's not like we're Ringside Toe to or anybody like that, we don't have the same name as these guys out there, you know, that, that they've spent years building themselves up and having a platform to do this on and we're pushing ourselves and we keep pushing the boundaries every single week and for for the guys out there that are listening to us and following us and sharing and subscribing everything that you do it makes such a massive difference and we really really appreciate it yeah we do and obviously firstly just thank the guys over at Bear Attack Boxing who've come on board you know the the listeners won't know but the help they've given us is is amazing and they're really you know they've been the kickstart for what's coming in the new year you know when we sat down and we've gone through where we're taking the podcast within the next year times but yeah we don't we don't sort of have the luxury of being in the business for 20 years yet but you know what we do have is is hard work and we're dedicated to what we're doing and we're um we're really giving it a go so you know let's hope it pays off but at the minute with we're loving putting the content out there the, the content's going to get better and 
and even more consistent. So, you know, there's no reason why, why we can't get excited. And as, as we speak about all the time, the numbers are growing every week. So that's just testament to the, to the hard work and to how, you know, how much the podcast is coming on. And it's not bullshit that when we say it, you know, the numbers are genuinely growing every single week. And every week I, I, I analyze it all and I see where people are listening to us from. And you guys out there in Canada, you guys out there in the USA, Korea, Japan, Australia, you know, all the other countries that are listening to us, we, we really appreciate it. You know, I don't know if you're, you're fluent English speakers or if you, you know, you can understand what we say or fully understand what we say or what the language barriers are like, but the fact that you're actually taking the time out to download the episode means a lot to us because it means that we're reaching as far out as, as places like Australia, the other side of the world. So we really appreciate everybody. And again, it gives me, you know, great pleasure to, to do this for you guys. So, I think on that note, Jordy, I think we'll call this an episode. Uh, have you got anything more to add before we call it a day? No, no, just um, looking forward to the weekend. Uh, you know, let's get going with it. Absolutely. So, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Find us on Podbean. You find us on Apple Podcasts. You find us on all the other available podcasting apps. On Twitter, at BTR Boxing Pod and on Facebook at Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast and again leave us a review subscribe all the rest of it we really appreciate it we'll see you later on this week fight fans Network.